0: Alright. Cold weather's the best. How many of you guys have been reading Acts, the book of Acts, this month? Anybody know what chapter you're supposed to be on today? I don't know. Chapter 20. 20. Here 20. at 23. 20. 20. 23. Cheater! I'm behind. <laughs> <old man, laughs> I'm 19. Reading? I think I all of you guys have signed up for the app now. The, the, for some reason, the, does it show you the Bible where you're in there? No. Cause it's supposed to, and I haven't figured out how to make it do it yet. Oh, that's no. right. Newsletter does, cause I. That's Are we allowed good. to post stuff on there? Whenever yeah. you want. Really? Okay. I, wasn't sure if I was a Just. That's posted. what it's for. All right. Cause Dad's posted. <laughs> <All right>. Oh, my <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dad's so oh, so posted. posted. <laughs> Wait, can I mention something about my faith life post real quick? Yes. Okay. So for my faith life post, I opened it with, "Hey faith life people, yours truly, and I'm not a weirdo." That was a reference to what O.J. Simpson does before every Twitter post. He, before every Twitter post, O.J. Simpson writes, "Hey Twitter world, yours truly." And so I'm not a weirdo. He just follows O.J. Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> the glove didn't fit. The glove did not fit. He must have quit. He must have quit. Well, be prepared for your feed to be blown up. Alright. Okay. And for some reason my notifications don't <laughs> come through on the app. You, you have to go in and do the settings. They're all, oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, all of mine are on too. Okay. Do you have like a yeah. percentage of how you want to see it though? That you can be all in? I'm, I'm all in. Same. Then you guys are just dorks. <laughs> Also, my phone storage was at 100% capacity last week, so that might be part of it. It wasn't. <laughs> I did, I got rid of like a lot. Not right, 100%. continue reading in the Book of Acts. That's going to be our next Sunday night lesson is going to be out of the Book of Acts somehow. Um, you'll hear more about it in the coming weeks because we still have some of the telling the stories to do. And a couple of people that we wanted to do it, every time I've talked to them, they never said yes. And not really said no, I'm getting the feeling that it's a no. So, but we still have a few that are willing to do it. Alright, so tonight you guys can open up to 2 Samuel chapter 11. We are back, we'll talk about David again. And I think that's why we have to sing Confidence again, So we can talk about David and his giants, and all that stuff. Or just because it was an easy song that they knew for tonight. Emma, can you go grab me a real quick? 2nd Samuel is in the Old Testament. Any of you guys still know all the books in the Bible? Any of you guys read through Song of Solomon lately? You know we're doing Acts in August? I'm like, well what can we do in September? I'm like, Song of Solomon, Acts, no. We're not just. But you know, there's another S-1 that we might do in September. Psalms. yeah. we All right, so we talked about David way back in June. It's been quite a while. We talked about David. We saw him in his battle with Goliath. We saw the giants he faced with his bro- brothers, with King Saul. We saw all these people saying, he's too little. He can't do this. He can't do this. And then we saw that what happened was he went out and he defeated Goliath. In fact, people just started loving David, um, except for King Saul didn't love David too much because David was getting all the credit. So issues came, but finally David becomes king. When he became king, the people were happy, and he was known as a mighty warrior. He would go out, his armies would conquer, everything would be great. But listen to how chapter 11 of 2 Samuel starts. It says, In the spring of the year, at the time when kings would go out to battle, But David sent Joab and his servants with them and all of Israel. And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rebobab. And David remained at Jerusalem. So, here he is, King David. King leading his army into battle. That doesn't happen today, does it? Um, Army goes to war, the president, and even some of the big, big generals, you know where they stay? Far as away from battle as they can. During this time, the kings, the leaders, they would be the actual leader of the army and they would take him out to battle. But David stays home. Babel doesn't tell us why. It doesn't tell us he had a torn rotator cuff. It doesn't tell us that he stubbed his big toe the night before so he didn't want to go. It doesn't tell us any of that stuff. It just says that he stayed home. So he stayed home at a time he normally wouldn't have been home. Have you guys ever done that, like he stayed home when everybody else went somewhere and then all of a sudden you have strange noises in that house, different things happen, you're like all freaked out. Um, maybe you've been at home and people were home and there's just an annoying noise coming from above you in the room above you, and you gotta go see what that noise was. This is being recorded so your mom can see how you said about her. Life proof. I mean, here he is, all alone. Not a big deal. Who cares? His army's still going out. Does it sound like they're doing pretty good? Says they destroyed the one people besieged the other, so things are going good. But verse two happens, and just real quick, is there a title above your guys? Is a heading above your guys's What does it say? David and Bathsheba. David and Bathsheba. anybody else got anything different? I have David, Bathsheba, and Uriah. Says this in verse two. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked under the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing, and the woman was very beautiful to behold. So a couple of things. Most of the time, if the army's gone, where's David? He's gone. Um, second thing, why would people bathe on a roof? I've seen some pretty fancy houses, like I have did like that real estate surge in like California and these different places. They have some nice pools on a roof and stuff like that. But why would you be taking a bath on the roof? I think that's why Bathsheba might be doing that. Well, let's think about this. Indoor plumbing wasn't invented until like, what, two weeks after this? So she has no indoor plumbing. Um, This bath was up on the roof, so the rain would fill it up. What would happen during the day if it's up on the roof and the sun's hitting it and all that stuff? Your bathwater would get warmed up. So they'd go out at night when it was cooler outside. Plus you had darkness. Plus, if you're on the roof, most people wouldn't be able to see. So that makes a pretty modest place to bath, honestly. So she's up there taking a bath, and David looks over, and he sees. Um, I don't know how you guys take your baths, but usually if I'm going in the bathroom to take a shower, or take a bath to be clean, I'm not clothed. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. So... What does David see? Something that's not his. Something he shouldn't be seeing. Anything, it says he noticed the woman was very beautiful to behold. So when you think about this, does he notice she's beautiful by just a quick glance, do you think? Everybody's head is down, not making eye contact with me. You think it was just a quick glance? had to look for a little bit to see she was beautiful. So first temptation he falls into, first problem David falls into here is he's looking where he shouldn't be looking. No, he sees that, what should he do? Gets his hind end back inside. That's what he should do. The Temptation's there, he should go away. A lot of people will blame Bathsheba in this story. She was tempting David. Well no, she was taking a bath. David needed to walk away. The Bible tells us that when we see temptation, we fight it because we're strong enough to deal with it, right? Is that what the Bible says? The Bible tells us to flee temptation, to get away from it because we're not strong enough. So he sees her, she's beautiful. So what does David do next? He just forgets about it, right? Verse 3. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of... Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite. and David sent messengers to look for her and she came to him and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity. And she returned to her house and a woman conceived. So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. So David's first mistake, he doesn't flee. Second mistake is he digs a little bit deeper. You know what? I just want to find out who she is. I just want to find out who she is. I mean, who are we talking about here? We're talking about David. Um, you know, fuck Goliath, defeated him. We're just saying the song Confidence. It said, like, Give me a heart like David. Is this the heart they're talking about? This heart is turned away from God at this point. This heart is completely focused on him. Let's go find out who she is. I want to know more about her. So, finds out that it's the wife of Uriah, you know, his most trusted soldier, one of his best soldiers. Then, he's like, oh, you know what? Bring her to me. Was he having her come over just so he could say, hey, your husband's a great soldier? It says he laid with her, or he lay with her, so you guys know what that meant. Don't need to embarrass you anymore. That's Courtney turns, right? And she conceives. She leaves and she conceives and has a child. Now, here's a crazy thing. In his mind, you know what? <laughs> Just looking, not a big deal. Not going to get in trouble for her. You know what? Her husband's gone. Not going to get in trouble for her. Now there's a problem. So he finds out what happened. So David sends out in verse 6, and David sent Joab saying, Send for me Uriah this time. And Joab sent for, Joab sent for, said to David, sent for him, did all this stuff. So Uriah comes back, you know what he does? He goes home and he gives his wife a big old hug and kiss, right? Who thinks that's what happened? You're returning from war? That's what you think you'd do, but you know what happens? It says this. Verse 9: But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his Lord and did not go down to his house. So when they told David this, saying Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, did you not come home from your journey? Why do you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark in Israel and Judea are, in Judea are dwelling in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are in camp in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. is like, hey, if my men are out there fighting, if the army is out there fighting. I'm not going to go be with them. I'm not going to be at home having a good time. Kind of messes David's plan up, doesn't it? Because if he can get Uriah to go home and lay with his wife, <laughs> Uriah's a baby. So he gets a second thought. He says, you know what? I'll get him drunk. <laughs> That's what I do. I'll get him drunk, then he'll go home and lay with his wife. Does it work? No. Tries it. It doesn't work. He has a third thought. So, so far, his one sin that he didn't flee from has led to how many other sins? How much deeper has it gotten? quite a bit already. Third thing is, he sends out Uriah into the battlefield, and what did he tell the people to do? The rest of the army to do when they got there? Back away and let them die in battle. So you know what happens? David's the king, he gives this order, Uriah goes out, gets killed in battle. Looks like David covered up his sin, right? You guys know what happens in chapter 33? What's your heading in chapter thirty-three? Um, second sentence. I uh, I said thirty. I'm sorry, twelve. Why did I say 33? <laughs> I know I said thirty-three? I don't want say thirty-three. Nathan rebukes David. Nathan rebukes David. Nathan, the prophet of the Lord, comes, tells a story that basically lines completely up with what David just did. And David said, man, that guy needs to be punished. What did David realize? It was him. Turning your Bibles to Psalm 32. That's why I said 33, because I had already turned to Psalm 32. So we see David here. He gets trapped in sin. This man that we're going to see is called a man after God's own heart. We love the David story, don't we? He fights Goliath. He is a man after God's own heart. But his story had a messy part, too. We see this messy part. Not only does he sin, not only does he commit adultery, not only does he sleep with a woman outside of marriage, but he kills to cover it up. Psalm 32 says this. A psalm of David, by the way, says, blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Does that mean their sin is covered up and nobody knows it? No, because as you said, whose transgression is forgiven. It. It's covered by God. God's paid the payment for it. Blessed is the man whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was very heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity have I not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the iniquity of my sin." So when David was in this period of hidden sin, how does it sound like he was living? Here are some words that stood out to you in verses three through four. Through, yeah, three through four. Strength was dried up. Strength was dried up. I mean, this does not sound like a good time. Um, for me, it was groaning all day long. Um, we were driving up to go shopping yesterday and he said, why are you groaning? I said, because my back hurts, my neck hurts. I'm going shopping with you. Why wouldn't I be groaning? I mean, when you hurt, you're not kind of groan, and That's where David's at. He's in pain. Strength's dried up. What else? Anything in verse four stick out to anybody? Courtney, read verse 4. There. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, my strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Alright, so we're talking about strength being dried up, but what happened before his hand was heavy upon him? What does that mean? Have you ever felt like just a weight on top of you? Like somebody pushing down on you? That's what he's going through. We see here that sin has emotional and physical effects. You guys ever seen that in your life? You have some sin or something going on in your life? You've seen it with somebody? These effects just come to the point where you can't handle them anymore. So David confessed his sin. You see, David, the man after God's own heart, struggles with temptation just like we do. Um, we may not be going to the top of our palace and looking out and seeing a woman taking a bath. Probably not the temptation we're going to be faced with, but we are faced with the temptation of the phone in our pocket. We are faced with the temptation of doing this, that, or the other thing that culture says we can or should look at it or we can or should do. So we have to decide, are we going to get into that temptation or are we going to flee from it? Secondly, we need to decide when we do fall into temptation, because it's going to happen, whether we want to or not, there's going to be times we're going to fall. We're going to try to cover that up, or we're going to confess it to the Lord. I think David sets a great example of the need to confess it to the Lord. Do you want to be the one who says, man, my strength is dried up. I felt his weight upon me. And I'm like, blessed is the man whose transgressions are forgiven. So as we look at telling the story, we know the great story of David. He's a conquering king, the man after God's own heart. Like I said, he struggled too, just like we do. But you know what God did? God still used David. In fact, there was this king that came to be who came from the line of David. His name was Jesus. Have you guys ever hear of King Jesus? The Savior of the world came from the line of the man who was an adulterer, murderer. That's still going like to be a man for God's own heart. God takes the broken, He takes the non deserving, and uses them. That's why I think to tell me the story or telling the story is such a great thought because just a few God uses. (coughs) Thoughts, questions, complaints?